Um, what's up, everyone? Welcome back. Thanks to the show. Uh, I'm your host, Allison Bingham. Today's episode is going to be both a podcast and a YouTube video. So if you want to actually see what I'm talking about, you can go visit our YouTube channel. Um, it's going to be on there so you can actually see. Today, we're going to talk about sauna use and benefits. This is something that Colin and I have both gotten into recently and personally have just felt tremendous results from it, uh, namely initially right after. Anyway, so I posted this on our stories on the, the Wild Foods Instagram account not long ago about a bunch of the benefits, but I found a really good article over it that has over 20 research-based benefits of sauna use. And so I essentially just want to go over that with you guys today because um, this is something that most gyms offer, although the one that we have in our house is an infrared sauna. And most of the... Uh, the ones that Jim uses, gems use are not infrared saunas. They're the ones with the rocks. And I am, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you guys can tell by my voice, maybe if you've ever heard my voice before, it does not normally sound like this. I'm kind of getting over a little bit of a cold. The boys have been sick basically since Monday. Anyway, so um, point being, I'm not remembering exactly what that style of sauna is. But anyways, we have an infrared sauna. Most gyms have a sauna though. So if you have a gym membership and I had a gym membership for years, I mean like, I don't know, seven years straight, maybe more and virtually never used the sauna there. So anyways, want to go over some of these benefits so that you guys can start doing this yourself. I will say that if you get outside regularly and you sweat, you are going to get some benefits, obviously. However, there is nothing in this world that makes me sweat my hiney off the way getting in our sauna for 20 or 25 minutes does, even when I'm outside walking the boys around and stuff. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into it. So so obviously using a sauna is going to be a stressor on the body, just like exercises. But there are good stresses and then there are bad stresses. So first he goes into hormesis, which is the good stress. And it says... How sauna exposure is able to have such an amazingly powerful effect on our body is largely the, re the result of something called hyperthermic conditioning, the changes your body undergoes when it is regularly exposed to heat stress. That's what getting in a sauna is, is it's stressing out your body with heat, forcing it to sweat profusely. So uh, let's see, that leads us to an important point before we get into how saunas work to improve our health, we need to understand the concept of hormesis, which is good stress. And he goes in to talk about the the primary example being physical exercise. Um, let's see. So you become resistant to stress if you are only doing one type of thing. So if you're jogging, if you're weightlifting, if you're doing whatever. And the body doesn't become resistant to only one type of physical stress, it can become resistant to a broad spectrum of stresses. So um, that's why it's important for you to switch it up sometimes. Okay. Yeah. So essentially um, what he's saying is that adding heat stress, getting in a sauna to your repertoire of things that you're doing. So you're walking outside, you're lifting weights, you're running, you're 
doing yoga, you're doing whatever, it's another tool that you have in your bag to kind of keep your body from becoming anti-fragile. Okay, so let's go into some of these benefits. So it combats aging and may increase longevity. So this is actually an interesting thing. I was thinking about this this morning uh, right after I got out of the sauna, which personally for me, I feel like when I do the sauna first thing in the day, that is when I feel the best. I don't know if that's because part of what your body does when you sleep is kind of help detox and, and process things. So like a lot of times when you wake up, if you're feeling lethargic, you can get on a little rebounder and you can literally just bounce for five minutes and that will stimulate your lymphatic system to start getting things out. So I think that's probably part of it with using the sauna is that it all those things that got kind of moved around and detoxed overnight or processed overnight, if you have inefficiencies in detox, which I know I personally do and a lot of people probably do, you can wake up and kind of feel tired and then getting in the sauna because sweating is one of the primary sources that your body uses to detox. Uh, Women have more methods of detox than men do, by the way. Uh, But anyway, um, I just feel so much better after doing that. And I think that's because it gets all that stuff out of my body. So anything that might have been slowing me down is no longer there. So it says a study out of Finland followed 2,300 men for 20 years, which is a very long study, and found that those using the sauna two to three times per week were a whopping 24% less likely to die from all causes. But there's even more. The effects continue to increase the more one used the sauna. Those using the sauna four to seven times per week were an amazing 40% less likely to die from all causes. One of the mechanisms for this may be activation of heat shock proteins, HSPs. Aging is associated with a progressive accumulation of molecular damage and reduced cellular defense mechanisms. HSPs can repair damaged cells, promote autophagy, which is the recycling of damaged cell parts, and also prevent future damage by scavenging free radicals and increasing antioxidant capacity through the maintenance of glutathione, which is a master antioxidant. And most of us are not getting enough glutathione, uh, myself included. Like our body's not producing enough or you take certain things or you have taken certain things in the past that are using up all of your glutathione stores. Let's see, higher levels of HSPs have been linked to longevity as women with a gene polymorphism polymorphism that leads to the increased expression of HSPs live longer. Okay, so back to what I was saying when I was thinking about this morning. That's so funny This says this. The first time that I read this, I just kind of was skimming through it. Uh, but I was thinking about how women live longer because I read this really interesting thing the other day about menstrual cycles and how that is, and we get them every month for a very long time, women do before we hit, we have menopause. But I didn't actually realize that your menstrual cycle is a, a a purging of the body. It's a detox. Me- it's a detox mechanism, and so I'm not going to get into the specifics on like what your body actually detoxes. But men don't have menstrual cycles, and so I was, you know, I got out and I started thinking about it. And I'm like, I wonder if that's one of the reasons why women historically live longer than men is because, you know, we have birth, we give birth to babies, and so we feed our infants breast milk, that's a detox method. And then we have periods, that's a detox method. And men don't have either of those things. So you men, you guys actually store a lot more toxins in your body. Um, So this is especially beneficial to men. So let's see here. 
Uh, heat also acts, activates FOXO3, which has been called the, long, the longevity gene, since polymorphisms in this gene are associated with the ability to attain exceptional old age. FOXO3 affects the expression of a number of other genes, such as those involved in DNA repair and cell death, immune function, stress resistance, autophagy, tumor suppression, and the activation of stem cells. These are all critical functions that decline as we age, so a robust activation via sauna use is a powerful anti-aging strategy. Okay, benefit number two, improves mitochondrial health and energy production. Heat stress is a powerful type of hormesis, and heat heat shock proteins, HSPs, um, play a big role in improving mitochondrial health and function. If your mitochondria, um, so... I'm, I'm sure you know this from school, but the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, right? It's basically what fuels it with energy. So if your mitochondria are damaged, weak, small, fragile, and unhealthy, then you will be too. This is why if you guys follow um, Bulletproof Radio, gosh dang it, what is his name? Um, Dave Asprey at all, he's like really big into mitochondrial support. Moreover, a huge body of emerging research is now pointing to mitochondrial health and function as a major root cause of dozens of chronic disease and even aging itself. While there are only a few studies testing this directly, heat stress has been shown to induce profound changes in mitochondrial health. So let's see. Um, It aids in mitochondrial biogenesis, which stimulates the body to make more mitochondria, which means a greater capacity to produce energy. Uh, mitochondrial growth makes them bigger and stronger, improves the antioxidant antioxidant response element, the internal antioxidant and detoxification system, and it says autophagy and mitophagy. I've actually never heard of this word right here. Stimulates the cells to recycle and repair damaged mitochondria. I guess maybe that's the the repairing of mitochondria. If that makes sense. Um, think of it like housekeeping and taking the garbage out. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Enhances detoxification. So this is what I was talking about why I think one of the reasons why it gives you such good energy and why I feel so good afterwards. It says saunas may be the single most powerful tool we have for detoxification from environmental chemicals and heavy metals. Sauna use shows real promise for detoxification from heavy metals, PCBs, PBBs, BPA, drugs, and organochlorine pesticides such as DDT. Many toxicants have, oh, by the way, there are a lot of chemicals that have like technically been banned in the United States, but they're still used in airplane fuel. (laughs) I learned that a couple years ago. Like what? Many toxicants have long half-lives and bioaccumulate up in the food chain. So even if you are avoiding new exposures to the extent possible by cleaning up your immediate environment and being careful about household products, uh, essentially you no matter how clean you are with your home, where you go, what you do, like you're just going to get exposed to chemicals. It's just the world that we live in. And then it talks about newborn babies. Uh, they they did studies on this where the average newborn baby had 287 toxic chemicals were identified in umbilical cords. <laughs> that is very disturbing. 287. I mean, I'll tell you, like I was very... I started getting very clean with what I was using before I ever got pregnant with Daro. But even in like me being pregnant with Rowan, there were certain things that I just completely cut out that I hadn't cut out with Daro, like my nails. I didn't get my nails done at all when I was pregnant with Rowan and I did with Daro. And I got my hair dyed. I didn't get my hair dyed at all with Rowan, namely because of the 
pandemic and I couldn't go anywhere and I was not going to drive from Wimberley to Austin, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, so the ability to sweat seems to be critical for detoxification and some toxicants such as certain heavy metals appear to come out in higher concentrations in sweat than via other excretion pathways such as urine or feces. So when you sweat, you are literally pumping metals like mercury, cadmium, arsenic, and lead out of your body. It appears to be a major detoxification pathway in humans, and this is extremely problematic because many humans in the modern world don't live in the outdoor don't live the outdoor physical active lifestyles of our ancestors where ample daily sweating was the norm and thus many modern humans rarely or almost never sweat to a significant degree. Uh, People with high levels of toxicants often have autonomic dysfunction that affects thermoregulatory mechanisms. Sauna improves autonomic function and consequently thermoregulatory mechanisms, increasing the ability to sweat. People who are heat acclimated through sauna use can produce up to two liters per hour of sweat. The point is that accumulating toxins in your body can literally make it harder for your body to get rid of toxins, creating a vicious cycle. Sauna use helps break that cycle and helps your body relearn how to detoxify. So a really interesting thing I learned not that long ago is that you can have a parasite overgrowth in your body. Typically, you do have a parasite overgrowth in your body when you are overloaded with heavy metals. And the reason is because your body essentially chooses the lesser of two evils. Parasites eat heavy metals. And so if you have too many in your body, parasites will produce in your body to consume the excess that you have, essentially preventing you from getting really sick from heavy metals. So this is one of the reasons why, or that's another reason why it's really important for you to make sure that you're like getting things out of your body that are not supposed to be there because there is a balance of things. We're supposed to interact with certain amounts of bacteria and germs or whatever, like it stimulates the immune system and it keeps us strong. We have beneficial relationships with one another we provide and they provide you know but too much of it and that's when people end up getting sick let's see Uh, one study showed a reduction in chemical sensitivity with sauna treatment in addition to graded exercise daily massage and nutritional supplementation at the end of the treatment 80 percent of participants cleared or markedly reduced their symptom scores participants also had overall improvements in mental and physical energy and a reduction in odor sensitivity to toxic substances to toxic substances. After treatment had ended, those who continue to use the sauna three times per week continue to have health improvements and to see their chemical sensitivity diminish. Importantly, however, the authors of the study noted that symptoms could worsen during the treatment for those with uh, compromised detoxification pathways. So essentially, if you start trying to detox your body with sauna, take it slow. Uh, Sweating has also been demonstrated to increase excretion of toxicants such as organochlorinated pesticides, which have been shown to cause mitochondrial damage, oxidative stress, cell death, endocrine disruption, and epigenetic modifications. That's essentially when your environment is affecting the way your genes express themselves. Let's see. Okay, there are a lot of other things under this one. We're going to go ahead and jump to number four. It reduces rates of heart and cardiovascular disease. More than 600,000 people die of heart and blood vessel diseases in the United States every year, which is about one in four deaths. That is disturbing. (laughs) 25% of people who die die from cardiovascular issues. 
Sauna bathing is inversely associated with the risk of sudden cardiac death, coronary heart disease, and cardiovascular disease, independent of conventional risk factors. Man, it's getting me today, y'all. A Finnish study following 2315 men for 20 years found that the risk of fatal CHD events was 23% lower for two to three sauna sessions per week and 48% lower for four to seven times per week. That's what we talked about earlier. Risk of dying from cardiovascular disease was 27% in the group using the sauna two to three times per week and a whopping 50% lower for those using the sauna four to times four to seven times per week. My goal is to get in the Another sauna every study following 2000 something men for 26 years found that sauna use was associated with lower risk of cardiovascular mortality independent of cardiorespiratory fitness. That means the sauna was conferring benefits above and beyond exercise alone. The authors concluded that the combination of the two may confer additional survival benefits since those who had high cardiorespiratory fitness and high sauna use three to seven times per week had the lowest CVD in all cause mortality. After adjusting for age, BMI, and smoking status, type 2 diabetes, cholesterol, current CHD, alcohol consumptions, socioeconomic status, and C- Reactive protein levels, those with high cardiorespiratory fitness and high sauna use had a 58% lower risk of CVD mortality and a 40% lower risk of all-cause mortality. This is one thing that you guys have to keep in mind whenever you're looking at research stuff, though, is like, do they take all this stuff into consideration? Because a lot of times, I don't know that they do, and you can't account for all of this stuff. So it's like somebody comes in, and they're in your research thing and they're they're smokers and they have high cholesterol or or whatever these things aren't accounted for it's going to skew the results so even though this is like a research base one you know you still have to take certain things with a grain of salt let's see um okay so Weon therapy, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, it's a type of sauna therapy developed in Japan, has been studied for its effects on heart disease for over 20 years. Uh, Patients are placed in a 60 degree Celsius infrared sauna for 15 minutes and then kept under warm blankets for 30 minutes thereafter. This is usually done five days per week for a number of weeks to months. A recent review of the literature found that it has been shown to improve blood flow, cardiac function, ventricular arrhythmias, vascular endothelial function, neurohormonal factors, sympathetic nervous system function, and symptoms in patients with chronic heart failure. It has also been found effective for patients with severe peripheral artery disease. Uh, It improves vascular flow and endothelial function by increasing the expression of endothelial nitric oxide synthase. This is important for other lifestyle diseases too, since people with type 2 diabetes and obesity also show impaired endothelial function. Number five, lowers blood pressure. Uh, For high blood pressure, even sauna bathing as little as every other week had benefit. A group of hyperintensive men using the sauna every two weeks for three months experienced a drop in blood pressure equivalent to that caused by hyperextensive medications. Researchers in Finland studied more than 1,600 middle-aged men and found that those who took sauna baths four to seven times a week 
lowered their risk of high blood pressure by nearly 50%. Increases weight loss. In one study, people participated in either 15 minutes of exercise followed by 30 minutes of infrared sauna or 15 minutes of exercise only. Participants in the sauna group lost 1.8 times as much weight and 4.6 times as much body fat as controls. This, again, probably has a lot to do with detoxification because for a lot of people, even if you're eating really clean and you're exercising, people can still have issues with weight loss. And a lot of this has to do with the gut. And if your gut and your other organs are overloaded with things that they don't need, that don't support the body, then you're going to have a hard time purging. I mean, it's kind of like if you're driving around a car that has like all these different issues, you know, Let's see. Uh, sauna use can also modulate appetite. In one study, normal weight patients with appetite loss increased ghrelin, which is a hormone associated with hunger, concentrations leading to normal daily caloric intake and feeding behavior. Number seven, increases physical performance, endurance, and energy. Sauna use can increase endurance. In one study, male distance runners using a sauna for 30 minutes post-workout for just three weeks increased their runtime to exhaustion by a whopping 32%. Cardiovascular improvements gained via hyperthermic conditioning, like increased plasma volume, increased red blood cells, and blood flow to the heart, improve athletic endurance and performance. Also, if it's increasing blood flow to all of to your heart and everything, it is most likely increasing blood flow to your brain, <laughs> which it's like, hello. Uh, increases muscle growth. Sauna use increases muscle growth and reduces muscle breakdown. HSPs repair damaged cells and help prevent future damage by reducing oxidative stress, which is a major cause of muscle degradation. This results in reduced muscle breakdown. Sauna use causes a major increase in growth hormone levels. Depending on the temperature, duration, and frequency of sauna exposure, these increases are generally between two and five-fold. But one study showed that after two one-hour sessions per day at 80 degrees Celsius, which is 176 degrees Fahrenheit, for seven days, growth hormone levels increased 16-fold on the third day. Those rock saunas, I think they get up to, at least like the standard ones, like 160 degrees. The one that we have at our house gets up to 140. And it takes a little while for you to sweat, but once you start sweating, that's insane. I would actually be really curious about that 140 degree because a lot of people who buy saunas for their home, they, I think they sit around that. Sauna use also increases insulin sensitivity. This results in improved uptake of amino acids and skeletal muscle, enhancing muscle growth. See, faster post-workout recovery. Lactic acid buildup in the muscles after exercise is reduced as the result of hyperthermic conditioning. Sauna use reduces exercise-induced muscle damage and delayed onset muscle soreness. Researchers have found that infrared heat improves recovery of the neuromuscular system after maximal endurance performance. HSPs may protect, may protect against rhabdomyolysis? A serious condition caused by excessive muscle breakdown due to overuse, which can cause kidney failure. Hyperthermic conditioning leads to higher expression of HSPs under both normal conditions and subsequent exposure to heat. So preconditioning is key. Uh, so essentially, it's a, potential, a potent tool for accelerating recovery between exercise sessions. 
promotes brain performance, neuron neuron repair, and growth of new brain cells. Sauna use also increases brain-derived nootropic, neurotrophic factor, since heat stress in in conjunction with exercise has been shown to increase expression more than exercise alone. BDNF increases the growth of new brain cells and improves the survival of existing ones. It increases neuroplasticity, which is important for learning and long-term memory. Importantly, low BDNF has been linked with both depression and chronic fatigue syndrome. BDNF increases from exercise, and this is thought to be a major reason why exercise is linked to improved brain health and protection from neurodegenerative diseases. Let's see... Improves skin health. Passive heat therapy improves skin microvascular function, which means better nutrient delivery to skin cells. Mild heat stress has anti-aging hormetic effects on the growth of human skin fibroblasts, which are cells in connective tissues that produce collagen and other fibers. In other words, it temporarily stresses your skin cells and induces them to build up their antioxidant defense systems and stimulating stimulates cell repair processes, which protect them from future stresses like sun, like too much sun exposure or toxins. Let's see. <clears throat> Number 12, increases red blood cell count. What are we at? We're almost at 30 minutes. Sauna use also increases red blood cell count, which means greater oxygen delivery to muscles. Greater capacity to deliver oxygen to your cells means better energy, as well as better brain performance and physical performance. It turns out the sauna use mimics many of those effects and can also boost EPO and red blood cell count. This is likely because the body increases plasma volume, the overall amount of fluid in your blood vessels, likely as a way to adapt to sweating so much. And then the body increases red blood cells to keep the concentration of red blood cells to plasmas optimal. Decreases pain and fibromyalgia symptoms. It says fibromyalgia patients receiving thermal therapy combining sauna and underwater exercise reported 31 to 77% reductions in pain and symptoms after the 12-week program. In a group of patients with chronic pain, a combination of multidisciplinary treatment Sauna use resulted in decreased pain, anger, and depression scores. After treatment, 77% of patients that received the multidisciplinary treatment and sauna were able to return to work, as opposed to 50% of those who received it without the sauna. Number 14, lowers inflammation. Inflammation has been implicated in almost every major disease. Although inflammation results from the attempt of the body to heal itself, chronic systemic inflammation can form a negative feedback loop that can prevent or delay healing. Reducing inflammation is critical for health. Chronic inflammation is also a major cause of chronic fatigue. HSPs play a role as an anti-inflammatory protein, suggesting that sauna use may have benefits for chronic inflammation. Let's see. Using the sauna is associated with lower levels of C-reactive protein, an important marker of systemic inflammation. Men in a study who used the sauna two to three times per week had 17% lower levels of CRP than those using the sauna. And those using the sauna four to seven, four to seven times per week had 32% lower levels. See, bolsters immune system. Heat stress bolsters the immune system. Part of the mechanism for this is that HSPs stimulate both innate and adaptive immunity. There appear to be numerous effects and pathways of immune function that are altered by heat exposure. Regular exposure 
to sauna can reduce the incidence of common cold. In one study, half the participants engaged in sauna use once or twice per week, while the other half did not. The incidence of the common cold was similar for the first three months of the study, but in the second three months, the sauna group had less than half the number of colds. That's interesting. So, uh, my nanny called in sick because she wasn't feeling well. And then also the boys have been sick all week long. And the one thing that I made sure that, that I did for myself before Colin would leave for work every day was hop in the sauna because I was like, okay, well, if the boys are getting sick, whatever this is, like I need to make sure that I'm purging from my body. So I do feel like that is one of the reasons why it hasn't really one, it, I didn't get anything sooner and two, why it's really just a cough and kind of a sore throat. And I sound manly. High sauna temperatures easily kill infectious microbes on the skin, which can be beneficial for skin infections of many kinds. Number 16, may potentially combat certain types of cancer. Evidence suggests that hypothermia can cause apoptosis or cell death in both normal and tumor cells, but the damage caused by hypothermia is not evident in normal cells. This might be due to what has been called in the context in context of fasting, differential stress resistance, in which our own cells can adapt to stress, but cancer cells cannot. The Fox family proteins play a critical role in tumor suppression. Since we know that sauna use affects FOXO3, it is reasonable to suspect there may be a link here. I hope I'm I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, cells with high acidity and low pH, such as cancer tumor cells, are more susceptible to heat due to insufficient blood flow. Meanwhile, the effectiveness of radiation and some types of chemotherapy are enhanced by heat. Therefore, in many cancer treatments, the addition of hypothermia results in an additive effect. Oh, I keep saying hypothermia. Sorry, it's hyperthermia. Hyperthermia alone has shown complete response rates of 13% in several cancers, and clinical trials adding hyperthermia to radiation and or chemotherapy have resulted in as much as a 50% improvement in response rates, tumor control, and overall survival. And then there is a disclaimer. This article is not intended as medical advice or a substitute for seeing a physician. Please follow your physician's recommendations and please check with your physician before trying anything to treat any particular medical condition. And then it says some other things. And we, I will include the link for this in the show notes so you guys can go read this more in depth if you want. Number 17, may prevent Alzheimer's and dementia. The accumulation of misfolded proteins like beta amyloid in the brain is thought to play a critical role in the development of many neurodegenerative conditions such as Alzheimer's. Research suggests that elevating HSPs in FOXO3 via sauna use <coughs> may activate the repair of misfolded proteins, restoring their proper structure. This can prevent them from clumping together and forming plaques, which have been implicated in both Alzheimer's and cardiovascular disease. And I think they're actually calling Alzheimer's type 3 diabetes now. A Finnish study that followed 2,315 men for 20 years found that those who used the sauna two to three times per week compared to only once per week had a 22 and 20% risk reduction of dementia and Alzheimer's disease, respectively. Importantly, this was after adjusting for age, alcohol consumption, BMI, blood pressure, smoking status, exercise habits, type 2 diabetes, previous heart attacks, resting heart rate, and cholesterol levels. This is important in this type of long-term observational study so that we know that these are not confounded by a person's other lifestyle habits or health history. 
Number 18, decreases risk of lung and respiratory disease and improves lung function. A large observational study found that those who used the sauna four or more times per week had a 41% lower risk of respiratory disease over a 26-year follow-up period than those who used the sauna less than once per week. Those who used the sauna two to three times per week had a 27% lower risk. Sauna use decreases lung congestion and increases the vital capacity, tidal volume, minute ventilation, and forced and expiratory volume of the lungs. Patients with asthma or chronic bronchitis reported that sauna improved their breathing. 19. Massively improves mood. <laughs> yes. I feel great when I get out of the sauna, y'all. I cannot tell you. I'm like, yeah, let's go like do things. I have all this energy and I'm in a really good mood. Let's see. Sauna use has been shown to combat depression in numerous ways. Depression has been linked in numerous studies to elevated core body temperature. As Dr. Char- Charles Rayson has explained in an interview on hyperthermia and depression, the research shows that counterintuitively, giving people with depression a brief hit of even higher body temperature can lead to remarkable improvement in depression. Uh, for There are several mechanisms by which sauna use can combat depression. Temporarily increase body temperature and spiking inflammation actually lowers baseline body temperature and inflammation through hormesis. Heat hormesis also may promote autophagy in the brain, which makes brain cells more resilient and resistant to a range of stressors. Sauna use has been shown to cause a massive release of beta endorphins in the brain, leading to better mood and fewer negative effects of stress. Heat acclimation also has longer, the longer-term effect of making you more sensitive to endorphins. When the body is under heat stress, a substance called dynorphin is released dynorphin has a role in the thermal regulation but it also produces dysphoria or discomfort to counter this the body responds by not only producing more endorphins but more endorphin receptors and increasing the sensitivity of those receptors this means that you need less to feel good even when you are not heat stressed so that you can get more pleasure from everyday activities like watching a sunset number 20 improves symptoms in some autoimmune conditions. Sauna use might help the treatment of autoimmune diseases such as type 1 diabetes and rheumatoid arthritis. This is because certain HSPs can regulate the immune system, suppressing overactive responses in autoimmune diseases. In a case report, a woman with, I think the Sorgen's syndrome, underwent 20 sessions of infrared sauna treatment over the course of four weeks. She experienced a dramatic improvement in dry mouth and arthritis, and her antigen levels dropped into normal range. Uh, 21. Combats disease and insulin resistance. Reduction of HSPs has shown in individuals with type 2 diabetes and correlates with insulin resistance and glucose control. Researchers have suggested that therapies utilizing HSPs might serve as a treatment tool for type 2 diabetes and metabolic diseases. FOXO increases insulin sensitivity by reducing, by inducing expression of the insulin receptor. Number 22, this is our last one, combats symptoms of chronic fatigue syndrome. In a case report, two CFS patients received infrared sauna therapy once a day for 35 days, and then once or twice per week thereafter for a year. They experienced improvements in physical and mental complaints, fatigue, depression, confusion, and sleep. Energy levels and hours of non-sedentary activity increased. Both patients 
were able to return to work six, six months after beginning, beginning therapy. A pilot study found that sauna use improved cerebral blood flow and brain function in 11 participants with CFS. This correlated with self-rated improvements in CFS syndrome. Another study found that perceived fatigue, anxiety, depression, and performance status improved in patients with CFS following four weeks of WAN therapy. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it or not, but that's the, the heat therapy they're doing in Japan. So... It goes on to talk about key facts about saunas, infrared versus traditional, and then he recommends his top saunas. So that is all. Uh, Personally, I can just tell you that I feel like I have been sleeping better. I've had more energy. Um, I've just generally felt better first thing in the morning since we have gotten our sauna in our house and I have been using it regularly and I have used it at least four times a week since we have gotten it. So I'm not saying you necessarily have to go out there and buy a sauna for your house, although you can get them for very inexpensive and they're not very big and you can put them anywhere, even if you live in an apartment. But if you have a gym, like I said, most every gym has a sauna. You should at least be using that after your workout whenever you go to the gym. So if you're going to the gym, If you're going to the gym three to five times a week, hop in the sauna for three to five times a week. Uh, Like I said, I will drop this in the notes so you can read this. And of course, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concern, let us know. Thanks.